friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, I am feeling a lot better since the last time we recorded. Sickness-free, things are good. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. We got we got a lot of controversy coming into the studio this week. I've been hearing a lot of news about Slap Chop. Hopefully that didn't offend your ears. But we're going to talk about a little bit of that, a little bit of hobby, a little bit of lizards, a lot of lizards, I think, and uh, some silly putty. Yeah. So, uh, Brent, you still painting lizards, huh? Still painting like lizards. Months. Still painting lizards, but I'm learning a lot about lizards. I'm learning a lot about how to paint them. I've been painting them a lot recently. But I'm going to start off with a hot tip of the day. And you've alluded mm-hmm. to it already in the introduction there, Casey. Good introduction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Silly putty. Ooh, that makes a satisfying noise, you it, know, when you did that. Really That's did, good. didn't it? Okay, silly yeah. putty is fun. <laughs> uh, many, many children learn how fun silly putty is. But it is a pretty good uh, substance for masking not a great substance but it is good enough that i'm going to present it as a hot tip of the day and you have you have spent several episodes already talking about how good silly putty is and how you, yeah how you like to put it on your models before you do a little airbrushing on them that's true yeah but finally finally i took your advice <laughs> i gave yeah. it a shot and we got now we have two thumbs up on this stuff. So two hey. thumbs up on on silly buddy. One your thumb and my thumb. And four four thumbs up. Four thumbs. It's yeah. How how does that work? That Siskel and Ebert did two thumbs, right? I don't know. They, they both like thumbs up. All right, two two thumbs. I don't know. <laughs> oh, did you see that? Uh... Speaking of odd numbers of, of body parts, uh, the Nobel Prize in Chemistry this year uh, included Barry Sharpless, who not only is a brilliant chemist, uh, he, he is also part of the safety briefing uh, in terms of always wear your eyeglasses because there was a time when he was going home for the night and a student said, like, hey, does this look right? And he held it up to his eye to see if it looked right, and it exploded. And so... Right, yeah. So a lot of times there's there's the safety briefing like like the chemists who are famous because they're in every safety briefing. Sure, sure. And then there's the chemists who are famous for winning the Nobel Prize. But Barry yeah. Sharpless, he's got both. Yeah, he's got got it all covered. Um, he lost an eye. He has one eye. That's what that's what we were thinking. Oh. Thumbs. I've been just so been thinking you... about the the Nobel Prize in chemistry. Uh, <laughs> quick chemistry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So. Silly putty is an excellent masking agent for when you're airbrushing. I think so. The 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 one caution I want to present about this stuff mm-hmm. is that it is a fluid. So if you yes. if you make a ball out of silly putty mm-hmm. and you are able to put it on your desk without immediately picking it up and playing with it, you wait. 30 minutes, an hour, it's going to be mm-hmm. expanding. It's going to be a silly putty pancake. It's just going to spread all out, have a flat bottom there on your desk. Yeah. And so if you're using it to mask your minis, be aware that mask is going to start drooping and melting. Droopy, droopy mask, yeah. There's there's a little bit of a, a time factor here. Mm-hmm. You mask your minis, be like, okay, 
This lizard has green skin. I got the green skin on there. We're going to mask that off. Spray in the gray armor. Just be aware of that mask. Droop, 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 droop. You got to work fast to get that, get a couple of coats of that, that gray on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the advantages, the, the reason why we like Silly Putty is that it, it has some firmness to it. You, it. It holds its shape for like a little while, a few minutes. Yeah. Maybe half an hour, few few minutes, half an hour. I don't know, ten minutes, five, ten five minutes, minutes. Yeah, five five. Depending on how much you played with it beforehand, because that's really the thing, right? Like if you get it straight out of the little egg, you you, you kind of have to knead it a little bit, right, to get it going to to really be able to push down and conform and stick properly. But if you play with it too much, it will get droopy. Yeah. So the, the reason why it is a good mask is because it, it does kind of stick to the mini without pulling the paint up with it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is just the right amount of stickiness so that you can mush it over the, the lizard's green scales and not be yeah. worried that when you pull it back off that you're going to be pulling chunks of green with it. It's, it's just a little bit sticky. But actually, now that we get talking about the temperature probably makes a huge difference. So we've, we've got some mm-hmm. folks... Uh, Living in southern Spain, maybe they're just like, nah, silly putty is not not for us. <laughs> it's just pure liquid. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you, you you got the 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 northern Scots being like, yeah, silly putty, perfect, perfect. Every, yeah. Every after time. half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let not, us know uh, in the comments below if you've used silly putty for masking. Yeah. Your minis. There are equivalents. I, apparently, silly putty is kind of hard to get outside of the United States. Oh, okay. Which I wasn't really aware of, but that does um, make a little more sense why it's like twenty dollars, uh, twenty dollars American to buy like the modeling putty for masking. So, like, I think what like Green Stuff World has it, and somebody else. Huh. Um. Yeah, that's basically silly putty, but it's it's black. So that's that's the reason for that. Also, just because we're kind of on the same topic, I suppose, of things in America and things outside of America, uh, we were talking about the tape measure last time. Thinking like, why why would you buy a tape measure, right? Like from Army Painter, from GW. Well, it makes a lot of sense when you actually start to think about it. When enough people say, hey. Uh, yeah, Imperial units aren't exactly standard on tape measures outside of the U.S. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. We, we get it. We get that. So, yeah. so there are people out there who their only option for a, you know, Imperial system tape measure is to either import Army Painter or import GW tape measures. Right? Yeah. Either... Either something really cheap for a moderate price or something really cheap for a very expensive price. And then they go with the mm-hmm. Army Painter one and it, it just falls apart on them. And, uh, right. And they're leaving reviews about shoddy tape measures. And it, it all makes a little more sense now. Yeah, Check exactly. out episode 68 for, for more on that. But this is episode yeah. 69, so we're moving on. I, I um, yeah. Look, I, I, I bought myself four little eggs of of silly putty but right next to it on the shelf was elmer's goo and my brain got fooled for a long time because i thought it was (laughs) elmer's glue right i didn't know they made elmer's goo they just took the l out elmer's (laughs) g-u-e 
I mean, it's good marketing, I guess. They're just yeah. like, it's goo, but it's like glue without the L. Oh, that's not a satisfying sound. This, don't buy this. Don't buy this. <laughs> it's just literally goo. It's, it's, it's goo. It was right next to the Silly Putty. It was cheaper. I thought I'd, I'd try it. Maybe I'd have a real good hot tip for the day, but it is, it's yeah. too liquid. It's too liquid. And it's glow in the dark, and it it is glow in the dark, and it's keeping me up at night. I so, mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Elmer's glue, Elmer's sells a set of goo making powder that you actually pour into Elmer's glue, and it makes goo, and it's really disgusting. It's awful, and I would never put it on a model. But it does glow in the dark, so bonus points for that. This is the Night Owl edition. El- <laughs> yeah. Elmer's Goo Night Owl. <laughs> if you want to play with goo in the dark. <laughs> yeah, so it's Elmer's Goo, uh, not recommended for masking models. <laughs> I think I can, uh, two, two thumbs down on the Elmer's Goo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like Thomas Edison said, he he's learned a hundred ways not to make a masking goo. Right, right. One of them is Elmer's goo. Oh, oh yeah. No, don't stop touching it. That's, Finger trap. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a goo trap. Yeah. So what's new with you, that. Casey? Oh man, I have been I've been hard at work painting orcs for October, as I do every year. Uh, it's been a good one, though. I, I went for some of the, the bigger, more iconic orc models this year. Painted the Gazgul Threka from Games Workshop. Uh, that was a cool model. Had a really good time painting that one. Uh, and then I found, I think I, I think I mentioned it last time, I, I bought an orc Stampa on eBay. And it was a mangled, disgusting mess. And it was filled with receipt rolls. I did find out. A lot of people were saying, no, those are 100%. Those are receipt rolls. And like somebody had built like 20 receipt rolls in the chest of this giant uh, like monster tank, essentially, to, to I think they were supposed to be guns. Okay, I was going to ask. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like. But, and, and They had a reason. They definitely had a reason. Yeah. And uh, basically, though, the, the entire model, it's like if you got a kit. Right. And then you lost the instructions. And then you just kind of were like, okay, I'm going to put this together the best I can. But then, like, you just decided to not put the parts where they actually fit together. Like, just on purpose. You, you consciously made the decision to not put it together remotely how it would even possibly fit on its own. So, like, the if you never bash. dry fitted anything. Yeah, but from one kit. <laughs> and in this thing we're we're um just a ton of magnets like really big thick magnets like for some reason i don't even know what it's from it, it's like a three inch giant magnet it's like a quarter inch thick too like it's thick it's big and there are a whole bunch of them stacked together like we're holding the guns on so i I see the ideas, right? I, I get what was happening. It's like, well, I'm going to put some sweet guns out the front. I got these receipt rolls, I guess. That's what I'll use. Oh, I got, I want to magnetize the arms because there's options. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get these like refrigerator magnets and, and somehow make that work. 
and, and on top of that, uh, I think most of the glue on the model was like some kind of silicone. It's really like stringy and gooey. Oh, like it looks like caulking, like silicone is what it looks like. Um, so yeah, oh. just straight up taking a caulking gun to your mini, right? With glue. Uh, and then some kind of Play-Doh as a gap filler. Because there are a lot of gaps, you know, as you can imagine, not being properly assembled. Uh, so I had, I've been cleaning off like crusty Play-Doh and clay or whatever it is and weird magnets and receipt rolls. And I finally got it put together and it's like I started painting it. So I'm feeling pretty good about it now. But man, this is by far one of the most obnoxious models that I've ever gotten to work on you you paid 50 bucks for that one right 50 bucks yeah which was right. pretty good yeah yeah i mean considering that the the actual kit's like uh 130 140 something like that there you go yeah and i'm missing a couple of small pieces but uh Not i made bad. up for it with with other orc kits putting actually kit bashing stuff together and putting things together pretty nice i built like a whole uh ladder and platform structure on the back of him so you know guys climb up there and kind of hang out it's pretty cool so yeah i'm pretty excited about that but uh man like it's it's been a lot of work the thing's huge too it's like i didn't realize how big it was i mean you've seen like a warhound titan it's the same size it's a big one yeah so it's a it's a big model like two hands at all times big model. it's bigger than my head yeah almost i'm holding it up to the uh the camera for anybody listening who's not joined us on the youtube channel youtube.com slash paint bravely the podcast if you do want to see a video feed but you know it's all good otherwise um yeah it's mostly what i've been doing just a lot of that yeah. Well, we are I, recording here in October, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any, like, I keep thinking there's got to be other months, right? Like other themed months of things, but, or is it just October? That's the only one that, like, alliterates well enough to, to get its own month. I'm silent right now because my mind is cranking away. Uh, <laughs> January space lizard vember lizard ember lizard uary. I feel like lizard uary. Uh, yeah, lizarch. Lizarch. That's not bad. Lizard. No, that doesn't work. Uh. So, see that <laughs> I should have thought I guess of we don't we don't have to put lizard no well, we really no don't. lizards <laughs> get a month lizards absolutely get a month we just got to figure out what month is for lizards I mean but also kobolds hold on co kobolds, kobolds work for something. should have a month That's yeah hold on that month, that sounds right? like a month cold cober like, yeah co co cold co kobold <laughs> kobolder <laughs> Wait, that's just that's just October though. Coboldu, Coboldu-ary. yeah. I like that. That's pretty good. All right, folks, uh, make sure you have some kobolds ready for the new year. We are celebrating 
Cabulary. <laughs> I the feel like we're probably month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. No, it's the short right because they're they're so short. I was going with January. What are you oh, doing? February. I was thinking, I was thinking February. What do you say? It's like the shortest the month same, of the year, right? But January yeah. plus February is just cobulgeary. Okay, it's so two months. Two yeah. straight months of, of just kobolds. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've fair. got some I've got some orcs that I'm working on, and, but I had to take a break to paint all these lizards, and it's probably not going to be till the end of uh, October till I get back to work on my orcs, and yeah, that's why you need to have multiple months in a row dedicated to uh, these events. I mean, I wish there were more months dedicated. People are to busy. Orcs people are busy. Yeah. 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 I honestly like one month, man, like that's not enough time to be like this is specifically for this like race of model, right? Cuz I mean, realistically, yeah. nobody's really getting an army done in a month. You know, Cobold unless you're doing spring. that fake Yeah. That? Okay. Cobold okay. summer. Cobold spring. Cobold. Yeah, they like do it do a quarter, right? Winter of kobolds. That's not bad cobalt winter yeah yeah all of this is bad like it is a bad idea <laughs> yeah. all of this is a bad idea you're but right it's, it's not good kobolds not good. are delightful little buggers and you should absolutely paint them and that's true yeah, and now you can get to a discount <laughs> it's, it's been a while since i've painted a kobold yeah actually it's yeah. been quite a while uh 10 months ish nine months i don't know whenever uh we painted those ones in Florida. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's that's how long it's been. Yeah, there's a lot of people making nice 3D printable kobolds. You can get plastic kobolds. You can get PVC kobolds. A lot of options. There are a lot of options. CO kobolds, CO cast kobolds. Has anybody done that yet? Yeah. Uh, bones. USA. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So they're probably pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I never thought I'd really th say that about, you know, Bones line, but now they're seeing how okay. things change. Yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. right? <sighs> uh, I do need to mention that I have been painting uh, Goobertown yellow. So You don't have to mention that. I, I just did, yeah. Liquitex muted pink as an undercoat for yellow. Makes that nice orange gradient. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there because, you know, seems necessary at this point. Like, people expect it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got, that, you got that joke in there, but... Um... No, for, for for real, you were you were talking about the Liquitex muted pink as yeah. as the undercoat color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that actually is a pretty good method. Did you start with the Steinal Res Doll Pink primer? Or... No. No, okay. No, yeah. I went I went a white like under painting, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh through the airbrush. Like not really a zenithal. Um but just kind of highlighting all of the panels and then wherever there was black, um, I just kind of let the pink go from like the white to the black. So it was pretty dark because uh, I really wanted separation yeah. in the armor panels and like kind of have them dark on the outside. So 
that was that was my thinking with that and it seemed to work out pretty well it actually looks pretty good nice um, but there's not yeah. as much variation of like really nice bright orange from that other pink down to the dark orange so okay yeah a little less color variation overall but yeah Anyway, the, the for those of you not in on the joke, the one of the fun ways to paint yellow is to get some some pinks underneath, some like a white to pink gradient underneath, and then to spray on a thin layer of yellow, and then you get some some fun warm browny orange transition colors in there. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a couple of ways to get that that pink to white transition, but actually one of the really good tools to do that if you have an airbrush is the ink called dull pink from liquitex yeah and that just you know shoots nice and smooth out of the airbrush actually that one does beat up a little bit so you gotta, you gotta be a little bit gentle with it but but if you're yeah. if you're doing it right you can get nice smooth coats out of the airbrush with that that yeah, I was dull, down to like 15 muted psi pink. like really yeah. low yeah muted pink that's what it's called from from liquitex ink and yeah no that's a good one I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's. I think those. I don't know. The paint combinations are always worth a good mention because I don't know. You never know, right? When uh, somebody's going to be like, "Man, you know, I've been wanting to paint yellow, and today is that day." It's a revelation. Pink. Who if thought? you if you have an airbrush, but that's I, true. Because otherwise, a, <laughs> it doesn't well, work so good. Hey. You don't have to have an an airbrush to be able to do some fun stuff with undercoating. You know what I mean? That's that's very true. That's very true. Uh, do it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That slap chop. Because you know I've been seeing a lot of things going around the internet lately. You know, a few different people have been making some slap chop videos, and they are very popular. Everyone, like four people. Five, four, more, five, more than that. Six, seven, eight people. Every every, every YouTuber has made a slap chop video, and I've watched them all. Okay, well, I haven't made one, and you haven't made one. <laughs> well, here we are, Casey. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, fine. That's true. We're talking about it, and it's in a video, and that's probably the the title of this video. <laughs> so it counts. I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I have wanted to make a, a slap chop video because, like, it it works. I, I did all of my ribbon stun, or not ribbon stun, but relic blade. All my relic blade, I slap chopped. See, all these people at home listening to us, watching us, and you keep saying slap chop. I know. But they don't know what it is yet. There's there's this whole world of people that they've just been hearing slap chop, slap chop, slap chop, but they don't know what we're talking about. What are we talking right. about, Casey? Well, so, so it's a... a revolutionary dare i say uh brand new painting technique that uh, was developed by rob over at the honest wargamer and i think he, he was the first person to make a slap chop video he dubbed it the slap chop mm -hmm. yeah okay so we're on we're on track there uh essentially uh you prime a model black you dry brush it with some gray and you let that dry you know dry and then you uh, dry brush the edges with a, a white, you know, or a light gray, whatever, you know, how you have. And then, uh, yeah, throw some contrast paints over it. And that's that's pretty much it. You slap it, you chop it. Yeah. Now, this is a method that, uh, contrary to what you may have guessed from watching Rob's video, 
uh, in Rob's video, he mentions that he went to see some Tibetan monks in Turkey to learn this technique. Right, right. Um, and that's that's one place to get this knowledge before Rob shared it with everybody. But um, it, this is a common painting technique. There's there's nothing new here. The right <laughs> getting getting an undercoat on a model between black and white, whether that's a zenithal highlight or you know with either with airbrush or with a rattle can. Mm-hmm. Or whether you're doing the dry brush technique. Or, yeah, because that's really yeah. realistically what it is, right? You're just doing a zenithal and then catching the edges yeah. with a dry brush. Yeah. So you, you, you get some underpainting going on, and then you put on either colored glazes or colored washes, and you get the, the values from the undercoat. You've got the, mm-hmm. the the colors from the glazes. It all works together well. And it actually does give a pretty nice look in a very short amount of time. And this this technique has been around for a long time. Obviously, yeah. Rob didn't invent this. But he he packaged it up in a nice little, nice little term that. called slap chop. And yeah. who knows why fads do what they do? Who knows why language <laughs> does what hobby. it does? Yeah. But... but um, yeah, for for years now, we've we've been describing this technique most commonly as underpainting or zenithal highlighting followed by a wash or contrast paint or speed paint or a glaze or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a whole sentence to describe what you're trying to say. Right now, exactly. you just say slap chop. Yeah, slap chop some minis last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was getting my board game minis uh, ready. I, I gave him a slap chop. It's come to the point where a, a good portion of the mini painting community that now conveys a lot of information. It's become a very efficient way to describe a painting technique. And I mean, I mean, we're joking about it as being a stupid YouTuber fad, but it has entered the lexicon now. It actually, right. it's, it's kind of amazing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of is because it it, do, it does really. I mean, because the name is stupid. It's so uh-huh. bad. But, like, I get it, right? Because it is it is what it is. So you're just slapping the paint on there. You're getting it on there. It's done. So, I, I don't know. Like, it works on a lot of levels. I, I kind of wish it wasn't called that. But then again, like, I don't know what Why do you wish called. it wasn't called that, Casey? That I wish it wasn't called Slap Chop? I don't know. Yeah, what's what's the history there for the people who don't get the reference? Oh, you mean what is actual slap chop? The uh, the terrible like infomercials on an, at two a.m. with that that guy that took over for Billy May that you know Vince. It's like a, a little machine. Yeah, Vince something or other. I forget his offer. Name. Whatever, offer. That's even worse. That's made up. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> but it's a food chopper. It's that like it's got blades and it's, it's I think got I actually... a, a spring on it. So I was reading the Wikipedia uh, 15 minutes before we turned on the cameras here. Right, and doing the research. Vince was not his birth name, but Offer actually was. It was... Yeah. Man. It was... <laughs> That's I think even he was Israeli, and like Offer was his first name. What? Or, I, I don't oh, know, okay. but he moved to moved to L.A. He changed his name to, to Vince something. It's like Vince. That's where it's at. he yeah. started doing infomercials. He got popular with... Uh, not only the slap chop, but also the sham wow. The sham wow was the big one for him. Yeah, 
It was a shamrock guy. Was, yeah, it was, it was really popular for a while, and then there was sort of a fall to grace, uh, domestic abuse. Uh, really? Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> that do, guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, when we put some people up on pedestals sometimes, it's like, I don't know. He's he's a guy. He went to a thing. He did the thing, and then somehow it memefied itself. And yeah, I I, he, I think you know, that's 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 part of why Slap Chop isn't the best name with the best associations. That's kind yeah. of where I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah. it's just that <laughs> there's a lot of history behind that term, and uh, it's not the best. Now I get it. Like I said, I I completely understand why it is what it is. So that's fine. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely alone on this. I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything personally against it whatsoever. Like I said, I, I slap chopped my fair share of minis. Um, but a lot of people seem to have a problem with it. Like, yeah. I, like they take offense to the entire idea that this is a way that you can paint models. Even though, like you said, this is something that we've been doing. We just called it something else. Yeah. And now, Instead of 30 things that explain a thing, it's slap chop. I, I saw some people getting upset about the, the packaging of this old technique, this common old technique as mm -hmm. something that sounds as if it's brand new with the joke, with the joke that Rob invented it after studying with monks. And... <laughs> right, yeah. Like that yeah. wasn't the, uh, yeah. you know... <laughs> That wasn't enough for them. Yeah. Right. There's, I mean, there's a joke in there. There's a joke in there. It's okay. But, right. um, hey, this this is a technique that needed a name that was faster to say than do a zenithal or, like, dry brush some black with white and then put contrast paints or something like that over the top. It needed a better yeah. name. And if you if you wanted that name to be something other than slap chop you should have popularized a name other than slap chop before slap chop got popular so you, you missed <laughs> right. the boat on that one language is what it is it does what it does mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have all kinds of of stupid nicknames and, and abbreviations and especially you know, now yeah right right like paint bravely is just a longer way of saying yolo and yolo is <laughs> right. is stupid but yolo is you know yolo they, right is, like people would has get endured. that if we're just yolo yeah. the podcast like yeah this yolo is the just podcast yeah eventually paint, we'll uh... paint bravely it's like three syllables but yolo two syllables is better yolo the podcast yolo the painting there. podcast yeah <laughs> if you add painting it's longer than at that point but yeah whatever YOLO slap chop YOLO there you go yeah I mean that's true there's two syllables right you're really hitting it yeah. real quick non metallic metal NMM yeah fine yeah and I think Zenithal itself is one of those words that it just popped up probably as a result of, of Vince or Uncle Adam or one of mm -hmm. those using that word and getting it in a popular video and Pretty much, it just yeah. eventually hit critical mass, whatever critical mass is, hit a tipping point, and now most people in the mini painted community know the word zenithal and use it way too often. 
That's true. I mean, yeah. if you zenithly prime every single model that you have. Yeah. We needed a word for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dark undercoat, but spray a lighter coat from above at like a 45 degree angle so that you kind of get a transition zenith all. Mm-hmm. The sun. The sun. Of the... Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Slap chop. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Slap Gordon, chop. go out. Hold on. <laughs> He's going to shorten everything. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, Brent's going to take care of the cats once again. I got nothing to say while he's gone, though. Normally, I got something good, but uh, not today. It's very unfortunate. Maybe you should leave a comment tell me what I should have said. That's that's a good way to do it. He's not even putting the headphones on because he knows I'm talking. He's trying to get me to lengthen this episode out. Yeah? And that's how that was invented. Moving on. I've been painting lizards, Casey. Been painting <laughs> lizards. I know, man. It's it's crazy. It's like it. It feels like uh, you know, because I've been going through the move, finished everything, getting into the space. Like we've just been doing the same stuff for the last couple weeks, and I don't know, man. Like that's a lot of lizards. Yeah. So when, you, when are you gonna be done? In it, the the project, I, I'm getting these lizards ready for this this big. Mini Wargaming Dave, One Page Rules, Monument Hobbies, Collaboration, down with Cinecore Media. And we're going to go film a, a big old game with all these sweet cameras and stuff. And the game is in a couple of days, or, or I got to get in my car in a couple of days. And so we're at the point where I have right. 48 hours left to paint these lizards. <laughs> and for the last 20 days, I've been doing this routine where I turn on my camera and I say, Day one, I gotta, I gotta glue these lizards. Day two, I gotta prime these lizards. Day three, I'm basing these lizards. And and part of the joke is that I haven't shaved that whole time, <laughs> and so that's that's the reason I'm looking so filthy right, right. now, like on purpose. Yeah. Like like part of the joke is that oh man, I've just been spending weeks doing nothing but hanging out with these lizards, but. Yeah. It's not a joke. I've just been spending weeks hanging out with these lizards. Yeah. Like your your outward appearance is finally starting to reflect what's yeah. inside. <laughs> haven't been responding to emails. Haven't been talking to friends in real life. Haven't been seeing much sunshine. Mostly just mostly just hanging out with these lizards. But yeah. But the day draws near. We we're we're forty eight hours out. And right. So we can actually this count army down of now. lizards is gonna be done. And uh, yeah, so I'm sitting here kind of trying to plan out the, the finishing steps, trying to, trying to maximize the last couple of days I have left here to get this army looking good before it gets, gets put under the bright lights with a nice cameras for, for all to see. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm at a point where all the lizards are assembled and textured and there's paint on all of them. So none of them are done, but there's there's paint on all of them. And so I think I'm at the point where I need to lay out the whole army mm-hmm. and just kind of go around and work on the the worst ones and and bring them up to bring them up to par. Bring them up to like, like 80%. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then go back and find the ones that are that are hanging around sixty percent and get those up. It's right. Yeah, it's it's like golf. the 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 worst ones get to go next. That's that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If you're if you're lagging behind, it's it's your turn now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Uh, so, how many models do you have in total, roughly? Somewhere between forty and fifty. Okay, so literally the perfect amount to where if you didn't sleep for 48 hours, you could finish one model per hour. I feel like that's doable. Oh, it, it's doable. It's it's going to be fine. So uh, the reason why it's taking a while is because I wanted to do a lot of black lining in this army. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been using uh, actually all Monument Hobbies paints, a lot of really smooth paints, a lot of bright colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that line doesn't have any washes, and so partially that's a good excuse for me to just do some black lining, tiny right, little brush, really black paint, really get really the yeah, really yeah. define things the way that I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, black lining takes a while, and so yeah, um, as I'm approaching crunch time here, what I need to do is just lay it all out, and there's definitely diminishing returns on some of those techniques like black lining. So just mm-hmm. just make sure that the color blocks are all looking good and then use the, the last little time to add the defining lines in where I can. And once that time runs out, we're going to go play a game. It's going to be fun and don't need to worry about it anymore. But some, of the, some of the lizards are looking good. Some of them... <laughs> some of them are a little questionable i uh the the whole paint scheme here is uh off white armor mm-hmm. uh you know almost like uh stormtrooper armor sure gordon wants to be let in so i'm gonna go get I gordon i can tell i can tell <laughs> uh i feel like this is a good time to bring up the fact that that brent is painting all of these lizards without any washes uh, I think it's always a good idea to push yourself when it comes to painting to not use certain things like the certain, I know we've talked about it before. It's like, is it a crutch? Is it not a crutch? Like washes aren't necessarily that they sort of are, but using your paints to deliberately paint in lines and to deliberately create contrast is a really good thing to practice. I am, I'm very curious to see how these turned out because I don't know. I mean, how often do you paint without uh, using like a wash and using, you know, like the normal step-by-step stuff that, that you would do? Yeah. So, I mean, Monument Hobbies is just now making washes, mm-hmm. but just in general, I've been getting more and more interested in not using washes. Yeah. Or or it's it's a completely different style, really, whether you want to oh, be yeah. really deliberate with, with that sort of thing, you're... you're shading and and dividing lines and stuff like that or or Mm -hmm. whether you do want to trust in the wash and yolo and see what happens (laughs) well like a lot recently especially um probably the last like 10 ish like humanoid faces that i painted i have a hundred percent not used wash because every single time that i use wash it's always like man i wish this was like sharper and more defined it's like i i got this stuff done really fast but it just doesn't look how i want it to look yeah. But ever since I started painting faces without using wash, it's like, holy crap, like this is actually like good. Yeah. Like when I look at it, I go, all right, okay, this is where I'm trying to get to, right? Like this is the next level. 
That's, right. It's been like a huge big deal for me, like not to use washes on faces. Faces especially can be so frustrating. Um, I, I think of the eye sockets in particular. Like if you're mm -hmm. washing a face, if one of the eye sockets gets the perfect amount of that, that red-brown wash in the socket, and then the other yeah. one, all the wash just runs out down the cheek. <laughs> right, and yeah. you just you just keep uh, dabbing at uh, the, <laughs> the second eye socket there to try to make it look anything like the first, and then you start, you know, it's drying, and the wash is tearing, yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, it's not good. You've ruined it. You just yeah. ruined it. Yeah. It's yeah, so there's... hit and miss, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you deliberately paint everything on it, it takes longer, but you have the option of opportunity to get it the way that you want. But yeah, I I, I feel like the paint scheme that I'm doing with these lizards is a little bit uh, high risk, high reward kind of style. Because yeah. first off, painting off white as a major color is mm -hmm. can be tricky, and so I've I've done some of these models in two different ways. So either spray them all with this really light gray as like the first color that I put on the mini. And then that assures that you get a, a smooth coat of this off white. Or the, the other option is to spray the mini some other color and then to paint on with a brush, the off white color and white can be tricky to paint. Uh, yeah. Monument hobbies has this bright neutral gray that I really like. And with two coats, you can make a, a solid coat of gray. But even even then, it's it's close enough to a lot of other white paints where it's just a little bit chunky after a couple of coats. Yeah. And so you do get a little better finish if you spray it on. But if you spray it on, you might not have the opportunity to spray some sweet teal transitions for the for the lizard skin. So it's an interesting trade-off. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, it... I don't know, just white in general, and especially if it's like the focal thing, right? For each of your models, for the, across the entire line of all the models you're painting, it's like really need that to be smooth, you know. Like especially too the the cameras that they're using, like they're they're gonna be getting in pretty close. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be seeing some uh, real yeah. high quality Goobertown paint jobs, like you know. So, some it, high quality way. images of yeah, Goober Town yeah, paint jobs. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to take away I didn't want to take away from your paint job, yeah. you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um but, no, but I mean that the striking colors it like also make sense that you'd want those to be really good because probably you're gonna see that first, right? Yeah. Like if you're just looking at them on the table, that's what you're gonna see first. I, I would think that uh, just making up my mind literally in this moment, I think I would go for the colors simply because that is the first thing you're going to see. Like the white armor is technically secondary, even though it unifies all those different colors. Um, so a little bit yeah. of chunkiness, like, okay, like a pro krill especially is pretty good for whites and grays. Right. So like, at least you're in good hands as far as those colors go, you know, you're, you're given, uh, the best, like possibility to get that right. I'm I'm really interested in in the idea of the the trade offs that you make the the forks in the road in mini painting and mm -hmm. the most obvious one is yeah what color do you prime your mini because that's going to make some things way easier 
and I'm going to make some things way harder. And yeah, so on the example of these lizards, white armor, bright, colorful scales. And, you know, either, either with an airbrush or with a you know, rattle can prime, you can make one of those really easy for yourself. Only yeah. one. <laughs> Only one. <laughs> right. See, if it were me, though, I would, I would go in and I would literally underpaint everything. Like, do a zenithal and then focus on things with white ink as, like, okay, I'm painting white armor, so let me focus on the armor and kind of mm-hmm. do some transitions. And then I would definitely YOLO with the paintbrush or the, the airbrush, and I would paint around the armor with, a, with an airbrush yeah. on all the skin and then come back in and just touch it up. So I actually kind of did three different ways. The the geckos <laughs> were airbrush on the turquoise scales and then mm-hmm. paint on the white armor. The gators is when the silly putty came in because I did try to YOLO with the airbrush to airbrush both <laughs> the armor and the scales with okay. a little bit of cleanup with a brush, of course, of course. And yeah. then with the with the Saurians, Saurians, those I just straight up airbrushed on the white came in with my brush for them sweet purple scales sure yeah it depends on the model it depends on the model but yeah it does yeah it does i think i think for an entire army though like especially if i'm batch painting something or like in your case you have 48 hours to finish i think i still probably would have just been like this is the way i'm doing it and i'm sticking to it and i'm gonna make it work I yeah. know, so like the the re- the repetition of doing the steps, right? I've written out these steps, and I'm gonna follow those. Like ends up at least feeling like you have time at the end to fix mistakes, rather than like having to change the way you're doing it twice during the process. But I mean, it also depends on how much time you have too. Well, just trying different things and seeing how it goes. So uh, partially, it's also how much advantage do you get with the the airbrushing onto the scales. So mm-hmm. um, for in the example of the geckos, I wanted to do a purple to blue to turquoise transition, mm-hmm. which looks really good with the airbrush, but it's harder to do with a paintbrush. Yeah. Um, so I decided to, yeah, the, the thing I'm doing with the airbrush, scales on those. But for the gators, just did a darker green, and then you got most of the highlighting done actually with a dry brush. Sure, yeah. Um, and actually for most of the, the lizards, it's just been getting a darker base coat on with a brush, and then using a small dry brush to get a brighter highlight on, and yeah. But if I wanted to do a serious transition, then it's a, then it's a choice. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, every every choice you make makes some things easier and some things harder, and you gotta you gotta plan these things out, have a strategy, or at least be aware that you're giving some things up when you're when you're going down some of those roads. How many uh, how many test models did you do? <laughs> so that's that's something I want to do when I. I have probably more models as test models, as extra prints, as lizards that didn't make it into the army than I have the mm-hmm. actual lizards in the army. And partially that's just because I oh, wanted to man. print dinosaurs because I have like I just have a bunch of prints of dinosaurs that aren't making it into the army. 
Right. But yeah. also, I mean, I legitimately probably have 15 test models that I put some serious effort into just playing around with these colors. Yeah. Um, again, it's just a, a high-risk paint job because I have so many different colors in this RV, and I don't I want them to look good together. I don't want them to clash. I think some of them actually do look really good together. Some of them I'm a little less sure about. <laughs> but that's why I want my my final 24 hours especially to be having the whole army out in front of me and then going, this doesn't quite look right. You know, if I add a, a little more like dark gray or red accent color or whatever it is, just to try to to bring it into the, the rest of the force. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll let you know how it goes. It's, uh, it's <laughs> well, up in the air right gonna, now, but yeah. We're going to see it in all of its glory (laughs) i am yeah i'm looking forward to that though um the way that i usually fix that problem i like to i like to call them problems like those forks in the roads like you're solving problems as you paint and you're like well what am i gonna do i have to do a or b like you need to problem solve this thing right um to fix consistency between models that are not the same color I always just pick a common item and make it the same color. So yep. like generally I'll go with swords. I'll do like, you know, magic sword effect mm-hmm. on all of them. And that way when they're on the table, it's like, holy crap, I see all that bright green, you know, tipped with white. All those swords are, are looking, you know, super nice. Uh, and it brings pretty much any model into that thing. It's like, well, they can be one-offs even. It doesn't really matter. Um, and it just makes it cohesive so that's always a good way to go yeah i'm getting i'm getting red and i'm getting red and orange uh energy things in there energy shields energy weapons power cords yeah i I hear you i hear you oh yeah yeah but I, i like that i think it's a good way to go uh and red should look good with all the all the colors you're using too yeah should should look good yeah yeah that was that was part of the strategy is to save a a couple of colors as being common colors that's why they're all the same light gray armor having a dark gray for a little extra variety and then yeah a little bit a little bit of red as accent colors out the armor or for for power weapons and stuff like that but there's there's some high level strategy here but but down in the trenches We'll we'll see how these lizards turn out. I'm on <laughs> as I talk to you, I'm on day twenty of me turning on the camera and saying it's it's day twenty today today. Today I turn on my camera and says day twenty. Working on this Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's that was that was <laughs> my sign in for the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's your sign in for today. <laughs> You're stroking your mustache. <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. edit that up, it's gonna be like, oh man, he's looking filthier and filthier and, <laughs> yeah, every and day. more and more for stressed. Twenty two days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Twenty two days to paint fifty models. I had to assemble them too, put them on little bases, plus like I assembled an extra 50 for no reason and for test sure. models yeah, and that, stuff. I can see that. So you've really, you really tripled your workload here and now you're paring it down. So that's how this is going. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a problem that I find with 3D printing in general. It's like, because I can, 
I end up printing out more than I need or it's like, oh, well, you know, this thing doesn't look exactly right or something right. went weird. So I'll just reprint that. Yeah. And then I have a model that's like still perfectly paintable. It's still fine. Yep. But maybe like the foot is kind of tilted a little or some stupid sure. thing, you know. So, yeah, I always end up with like 20 extra of whatever the thing is that I actually want. And like. I don't know. It's like, and then I don't want to get rid of them because they're still models, right? That they fit into this thing that I'm doing. I don't know. Like it, it really hurts. Double-edged sword. It really yeah. is because I, I really do appreciate the ability to just have a model that I know I don't care about that I can just coat with multiple layers of paint just to see how it looks, to give stuff mm -hmm. a try, really be a test model. Um. But yeah, there there comes a point where you're like, oh, I snapped off the foot. I could glue it back on or I could print the model <laughs> or again. Or I could print it again. Exactly. And, and then you go to sit up the print tray and you're like, better print like four of them in case I break <laughs> yeah, off any more just feet. In case. Yeah. Like in case you break it or, or like I always have that thought in the back of my head. Like, well, what if, you know, it's not 100% level and it, uh, you know, this left half just fails, uh -huh. but the right half is uh -huh. going to work. Like, man. It's so stupid. It is. Uh, it is. Now, I went through a good stint like a month ago, 3D printing. I, I was printing every day for like three weeks. And since I packed everything up and I cleaned out the vats and I cleaned the printers to move, I literally haven't even plugged them in. I'm just like, I'm not touching those. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. It goes in spurts, dude. It really does. Oh, yeah. 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 If your printer is up and humming, get some stuff done. And then if it's not, <laughs> yeah, paint what you've already got. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's, isn't that the truth, right? Like, I don't need a 3D printer to, to get more models. Like, no. I, I already have, I have models. I have many, many models. Um, yeah, lots and lots of models. I shouldn't even be buying anything on eBay. Like, I technically have, like, hundreds of models that are from ebay or from people who are just like well this is basically garbage but you can have it and it's like okay all right it's like, cool I'm, cool I, cool i don't know yeah. too many look when i'm i'm done with this i'll get a, a picture of my nice army all all looking good on their on their bases and everything and i'll get a pile of the a picture of the pile of of other lizards, of half-painted <laughs> lizards. Like, here's the army, isn't it great? Here's the test. Yeah, here's the rejects. The, yeah. yeah, all the rejects yeah. and everything else, like, in case you were wondering if 3D printing is the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I do, I'm still, still wanting to print out those one-page rules, though. I gotta get there. Gotta do that. Man, I've... I've got 47 hours to paint lizards, and then the last hour, I'm going to really study that page and a half of rules just Maybe to really make should. sure. That, yeah, You should, yeah. <laughs> Playing a game, it's on camera. You really should, yeah. I got to beat Good. Dave. I got to beat Dave. I mean, I okay, I'm, I'm going to call it. And, and maybe this, this actually might be pretty good. Like, this 
you're still listening at this point taking taking bets taking bets yeah, i'm playing mini wargaming dave who does battle mm-hmm. reports every day of his life for the past 10 years uh you mm-hmm. know me i don't really play many games i complain about them sometimes often often but this is uh, this is one page rules yeah this, this, this isn't is 40k yeah right this is... you don't have to know everything no I stacked this. I stacked my list with all the best lizards. Dave doesn't yeah. have lizards. He's got demons. He's right. He's, Come on. He's short sighted. He, he, yeah, he's got one thing <laughs> on his mind. He can't get away from demons. That's but I've true. got lizards because lizards are the best. And I'm going to read that page and a half of rules. Yeah. And I'm going to roll really good. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Dave's going down. I think. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I I think I have the the lizard gods on my side this time. Mm-hmm. This time for sure. This, this time, yeah. So take bets. Who's gonna win the game? Uh, well, I'm I'm Goobertown Brent or Mini Wargaming <laughs> yeah. Dave. What do definitely you think, Casey? Team Team Goobertown for sure. Yeah. Of course. Come on now. That'd be that'd be kind of a dick move to be like, you know, though Dave just he knows how to roll dice. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, understand the bat the maths i get it yeah but i got geckos i got gators i got uh-huh. saurians um, right i actually had to cut the triceratops from my list but i do oh. have a tyrannosaurus rex i've got raptors okay um okay. i'm not actually sure what this one dinosaur is but he has rockets all over his back instead of spines and that seems cool source rocket source rocket source yep Yep, 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 yep. Obvious, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... That's gonna about do it for me. (laughs) It sounds like you got it in the bag. I think that... I think it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, when... When this episode comes out, I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania, and I'm gonna be playing against my buddy Dave. I think actually the day this comes out, we're getting our cameras all set up. But then I'm going to be playing against my Either buddy way, Dave. Yeah, you're you're going to be talking about it. You're going yeah. to be the, the, let the trash talking commence. Yeah, actually, I haven't met Dave yet, but not in person. But not I hope person, I hope we're yeah. going to be buddies because we're rooming together. Well, I'll let you I, know. I can't <laughs> imagine it would go horribly wrong. Like he seems like a pretty nice dude. <laughs> he seems pretty chill. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's good though. Well, it should be a fun trip, and uh, I imagine that next episode of Paint Bravely, you're going to let us know what happened and all yeah. about it. Yeah, but then we'll just be done with lizards for a while, okay? Can we be done it's, with lizards after that? That's probably a good call. Yeah. I mean, the space game in it are coming out pretty soon for one-page rules, so I, I'm probably going to boot up the printers for that. I'm going to be running. I don't know if I'm going to just do two of the big ones or get out the, the four, the two little ones, and, and really, really pump out those rats. I don't know yet. But I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. <laughs>